Welcome to episode 16 of the Student Physio Podcast. This week we're going to have a chat about what it's like being a first year student. We're delighted to have Antonia Mungai from the University of Salford and Sahiba Khaled from the University of Bradford. But before we start this conversation, we're going to have a look back at our own experiences as first year students. So lads, first year seems quite a while ago, doesn't it? Sorry, that's gone. Yeah, it, it does feel like a long time ago. And to be fair, I think the amount of learning that, that we've had since that first year is, if, if you'd have told me before I started university, the amount that I would have learned between then and now, you know, I wouldn't have believed you. So, so yeah, I think um, overall, in terms of first year, it was a really positive experience and it was it exceeded my expectations. Um, yeah, I mean, the union did a fantastic job of making you feel welcome at university and giving you lots of opportunities in terms of sports or activities and, and groups like that to help you socialize. Um, obviously this is pre our first year was pre COVID. So things were a little bit more open in that sense. Um, but I'd say um, making a group chat from uh, the applicant experience day and, and summer school that I attended um, that really helped to kind of get things underway in terms of making new friends and socializing with different groups. Um, but yeah, Brad, if you wanted to. Yeah, I think that was one of the significant things um, for us. Obviously, Lewis, I saw you at uh, is it East Anglia University? Yeah, during the interview. Uh, oh, the interview day, yeah, sorry. Um, so obviously I knew you then, it was a familiar face uh, on the African Experience Day for Bradford. Um, but I think not just seeing the familiar face, I think actually approaching you, speaking to you, and then obviously we all made a group chat. We knew each other before university in a way. We could like plan where we were living um so I think that really made the introduction to first year a bit better and I think without that it could have felt like we didn't almost like we were going in without knowing anybody we didn't have any friends to go into and it almost might have been like quite a big build-up to, to day, day one but I think because we had that introduction it really helped um the settling in process you could say I think as well too once you're in first year everyone kind of forms a group we were quite fortunate that we basically had a group before we started. Um, so we didn't really ever go through that phase of, you know, trying to make friends and then they take their friends and then you've all of a sudden you've got maybe four or five and then you've got a click. Essentially, we kind of had that from the start. And then you met, you know, Brad, you made friends then from American football and ice hockey. And then me and Connor had made friends at a football and then kind of brought them in into the circle, if you like, you know, and then, it was much easier for us to make a big group. Yeah, I think making making friends is such a big part of university life, and especially the first year it presents itself with a lot of challenges. Um, who are you going to find friends with? Who are you going to like the people you've kind of set with? Um, and I think um, as Antonio will probably go on to to speak about coming as a mature student, we'll probably have um, a lot of different challenges when faced with this initial first year university part. Something that I just wondered, Brad, in terms of obviously the three of us being from different places. So Lewis from Northern Ireland, myself from um, down south in England and then yourself from Bradford. Um, do you think that made it easier for you, obviously, knowing the surrounding area, settling in at university? Um, I think it was quite a it was a bit of a different experience. Obviously, I didn't really move away uh, to a different university, but I still moved out to halls. Um I don't really speak to that many people still from high school. So 
kind of did have to do all like the fresh start, meeting new people, but knowing the surrounding areas, I think having a car as well. So it was a bit like, oh, anybody need to go shopping? I'll take everybody. Um, things like that just help you make friends quite easily. Um, and uh, I know the best places to go out or something, uh, the best restaurants, stuff like that. It it just, yeah, it gives you like a stand, like a start point almost to, to build on. At least um, you know where you are, where you are, where you are yeah. to start off with, yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, thinking back to um, to Freshers Week in terms of what the physio course had put on for us, what, what did you think of that? Um, so I remember running around campus and taking pictures of uh, random buildings. Um, I think that was quite a good way to, to learn the campus. Obviously not the biggest campus in the world, but all the different buildings got weird names and it was a bit like, don't know where I'm going. So that almost forced you to run around the university and see the different aspects of the university and kind of learn where all the different buildings are. Um, and obviously you do it in groups. So you're running around and taking photos with like all these random people that you've just met. So in that aspect, it was good. And you still got memories from first year because you just taking photos with loads of random buildings. So it's something good to look on. Yeah. I think course specific wise, the um, Bradford City run um, that happens every year was a really good opportunity to for us to go and practice some of the the massage skills that we'd learn in class, which you start learning pretty early on from when you from when you start in September, and um, to go and put them in practice and just kind of feel more comfortable um, practicing what you've learned on the on the general public. Um, and then, like I mentioned, the massage clinic that you get into pretty quickly. That's also a really good way of you know physio in itself is a course where it's very hard to not meet new people because naturally for want of a better word you are touching people quite regularly in class and things like that um so so you have to be good at communicating and meeting new people but but i'd say those two things the massage clinic and the and the city run were really good ways of you know just kind of solidifying that um ability to make new friends communicate with different people um so yeah I think the other thing I was going to say was the willingness that some of the lecturers had to go above and beyond um, in terms of giving us extra opportunities. So I remember, um, Connor, you and I would went to Stanley Rugby Club, I think it was semester two with with Hillary, and we had went for a couple of evenings um, after class. And, you know, she was happy enough to, to take us to class and, or sorry, to take us from class to, to the rugby club because we, we didn't know our way around up here. Um, and that was really good as well because she almost was teaching us during the day. We'd go through the topic during the day and then she would take us to the rugby club and she would give you some extra tips or she would show you what she was doing during that day and put it into practice and it kind of give you a wider scope of thought. Um, and I, I thought that was really going above and beyond what, what they had to do in terms of taking what they teach you on the daily and then giving you an extra opportunity beyond that. And even though you were very early on and we didn't really know much in terms of physio content and it was just kind of anatomy, we had the ability to see how all of it would come together at the end um, a lot further down the line in terms of the course. So actually getting to see a physio uh, hands-on in, in an environment, in a sporting environment, um, you know, with soap notes, note-taking, you had that ability to ask questions as it's, it's quite a casual environment about anything really. Um, so yeah, like you said, it, it's very supportive. 
Um, and to be fair, the, the, the whole team were, were really supportive, which which helped no end when you start in, open to any questions, you know, no, no questions, a stupid question. I think it's really important for students who are starting to understand that, you know, don't be afraid to ask questions, because even if you think they sound stupid, someone's asked them before, someone's thinking the same thing. So the likelihood is if that answer will be useful to yourself and other people. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of a little advice piece, I'd say. Just, you know, don't be afraid to ask questions. Safe space, as Michael used to say. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, nothing's a stupid question. I think even if, say nothing's a stupid question, even if it is a bit of a silly question mm -hmm. and you don't really get anything from it, you probably learn from asking that question that, what you're you what you're thinking or it's helped clarify something so you can always get out something from asking a question even if it's not a specific answer that you were looking for yeah definitely i was um, i was gonna ask there once we get um antonia and uh sahiba and they're gonna give us some of their advice about being current first year students and the advice that they would give to the next set of first year students um coming in but retrospectively having it been almost three years or more than three years now since since we were first years Brad what sort of advice would you give to first years coming in um I think so this is a this is a conversation that I had with our, my buddy group um with the first years and I said they were a lot better uh, than I was in first year but I think don't take everything you're taught as gospel so like in physio, as most people know, there is there's not necessarily a right and wrong answer. There's ways you can do things so many different ways and you get the same outcome or you get a different outcome doing the same thing. Nothing is set in stone. And some of the things you're taught are not necessarily used in clinical practice and everything's evolving all the time. And it's very hard to keep the curriculum evolving how clinical practice does. So some of the stuff you get taught might be quite outdated or not necessarily used in clinical practice so don't just take what you're taught as gospel ask questions be inquisitive approach the lecturers try find out more and really get a grasping and understanding of what you're being taught and why you've been taught that and does it make sense to you does it still hit hit right with you try and you're learning at the end of the day try and learning the best environment i'd say and connor um yeah in terms of top tips um someone who i really love listening to jordan peterson he's a, a clinical psychologist he he describes how it's good to learn yourself in a sense of stretching yourself both study wise um socially or emotionally when you've got the opportunity to do so so that you can understand what your limit is and then come back from that slightly and then that you know that that's your level that you can work at consistently without burning out um, I'd say using university to do that and learn about yourself um, in all the different aspects of, you know, life. Not university is a place to learn, but you also learn how to, you know, live on your own and with different people and, you know, eating and drinking wise, looking after yourself, exercising, stress management, all of that stuff. It's all learning that you get on top of that university experience that's really important and will set you in good stead for life. Um, and, and then use that to find your balance. So having a balance is really important. Using that knowledge and that you've learned about yourself to, to find your balance is, I would say, is, is something really useful to learn. And then being open to new challenges and opportunities. So like we've mentioned there with, with Hillary and, and going to Stanningley uh, and the Bradford City Run and things like that, opportunities will, will arise for you 
you know don't be don't shy away from them even if you are nervous just just jump into it because you never know you know what you might get out of it um and you might get out of it a whole lot more than you ever expected so yeah those are probably my top tips i think on the back of that um with the opportunities university offers so many opportunities to you not just in the physio aspect but new sports, new activities, there's groups, especially if you go to big universities, there is hundreds of groups and different sports that you've probably never heard of or tried before. Give it a go. You can guarantee if you've never heard of the sport, then you're probably going to meet brand new people um, that are doing that and you're going to meet new, make new skills, meet new people. So you can, I mean, you guys probably say you did something different, but I tried brand new sports when I joined uni and I met amazing people through doing that and I've gain skills from doing that so I think for me trying something new and giving it a go and just give it getting a chance that you don't necessarily get anywhere else uh, is a massive thing uh, Liz yeah no I was I, what I was going to ask was I suppose when you're talking about settling in the first year there's there's two sides of the same coin you've got one aspect you've got the students and the advice that you give the students but there's also a responsibility on the university and the, and the course itself to provide that settling and experience for, for first years. So what, what would you advise to, to lecturers and, and sort of program leads for how they can help students to settle in? I think physio is a bit different. Like you said um, earlier, it's not um, a, like a normal course. You don't just go and sit in your lecture theater with 200 of students and write notes and then go home it's a very active course you're constantly talking to different people if you're looking at knee not everyone's knee looks the same so it's like go and try some play play around with somebody else's knee go on like see if there's anatomical differences so you're getting very close with your cohort you're getting very um intimate with them in a way so it's very different to a different course so once you get that through that initial settling um period it's you almost make I think better friends out of it but it's that initial uh trying something new almost isn't it it's a new way of studying a new way of university almost yeah um from a from a lecturing perspective or a course lead perspective I think um especially for us the the team-based learning approach um was really helpful um you know giving the opportunity to learn in a different way I think it was was good to do it work in a team um, you know to find uh, solutions to problems because it's not often that as a physio you are on your own um, so it, it matches up to the real life and the real world I think um, something that could have been implemented that might have made things easier was perhaps a, a whatsapp chat of all the the first years um, I don't know if that's something that universities are able to to do or, or unions um, alike but having that um, communication medium outside of um, contact time is good to, you know, the, the informal side of things just to get to know people a bit better. So a WhatsApp chat might have been a bit um, bit more useful, yeah. And yourself, Lewis? I think um, I agree with the, the WhatsApp um, and having a communication line. The, the other thing I think students could potentially benefit from from the lecturing side of things is sort of more informal teaching sessions in some ways um and by that i basically mean sort of like revision sessions um i think first year in bradford anyway so content heavy with anatomy and it's all learn 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 
the sometimes you can get lost in the practical side and you can go through the through the motions a wee bit in the practical side and i think the the different societies will put on um revision sessions and things like that and i think actually maybe having it from a, a an actual teaching perspective them putting on a more informal session where it's, it's almost student-led and then facilitated by um by the teaching staff might actually allow students to come out of their shell a wee bit because i think whenever i look back to first year i remember moments where students would maybe get asked a question and they'd be too afraid to speak up but if you took them up straight outside the classroom and you asked them the same question they'd happily give you the answer and the answer was probably right and people are almost afraid to get answers wrong in the first couple of weeks and months because they don't want other members of of their cohort judging them if you had something a little bit more informal um a bit more relaxed i think a lot of first year students might might benefit from from something like that but i think the number one tip for for lecturers taking it on is to to judge the audience of that particular year so how we would have reacted to settling into first year back then is going to be very different to a cohort now settling into first year in terms of what they've had to go through in the last couple of years particularly the younger students who didn't really get um an a level or, or college experience and then they're being thrust back into practical in-person completely different style of teaching um, sort of just judging that audience seeing what what the crowd want and then sort of working on working with them and and facilitating their needs i suppose Complex is so important, isn't it? Yeah. Understanding the audience and and perhaps giving them the option to speak about what what might be useful for them or what they think you know would help them is is important because they might come up with suggestions that that you may not have thought of. Yeah. I think it also gives feedback to the lecturers when you do these like sort of revision sessions as well. Um, because if you've got students coming forward, going, I don't really understand this, and it's student-led, then they get to choose what's done. It's highlighting to you as a lecturer where people are not understanding and what people want you to go back over and how people want you to do it. So it gives you almost like a, a like a validation of the module you're teaching as well because the highlighting there is they don't understand and they're coming to you for extra. So that means next time when you teach it, you might want to spend a little bit longer on there um, and try and help um, explaining that. Lovely stuff, lads. So that's the end of us talking. We'll let let our two guests get on with things. So we are now joined by Antonia from the University of Salford. Antonia is a mature is a mature physio student, having previously been a primary school teacher. So Antonia, welcome to the podcast. Hi, thanks for having me on here. So, um, we kind of introduced you there as a as a primary school teacher initially. So could you could you tell everyone a bit more about yourself and and why the the change in career? Sure. Yeah. Well. Um, it largely came down to coming out of a season of parenting small children and your brain really does change when you have kids. And so I wanted to focus most of my energy on seeing them through the early years. Um, so I was teaching before I had the children and in and around having them amongst some of the some of the roles that I was doing. Um, but then we had the pandemic and lockdown and time to reflect on on life and what the future is going to bring and that all my kids are now in school I just reached a point where I wanted a new challenge and to do something for me uh, something that could make an impact on others and something that I could be passionate about as well and and why specifically physio then oh, well I first went into teaching because it was a good opportunity to train for a specific specific career 
and something that I could enjoy doing until retirement. But it never really worked alongside motherhood and I always felt I had to compromise family time. So, as I said, I'd, I'd done some other roles around having the children, including just recently uh, running my own soap making business. Uh, but for, since my first degree in sport and exercise science, I always wanted to follow on from that. Um, so I considered related careers to that in the fitness industry and health and wellness, but I never had the time or the money. So it was just basically put on hold, really. Um, and then um, just before COVID, I was doing some part time work alongside running the business. Um, in a local care home. Uh, I'd never done anything like it before and I wasn't really sure how I'd take to it, but I did, I did really enjoy working with the residents. Um, and from that, I just realised how vulnerable we become as we age and um, needing to um, have help to eat and dress and toilet work were obvious things, but when you're doing it firsthand, it, it does really hit you. Um, there were people there that had worked in amazing roles and built great careers and now none of it really seemed to matter anymore that they're in there um, and just that reala realisation that life is really about people around us and our relationships, creating memories and just looking after ourselves to ensure we have the best longest life we can. So when I had a chat with a friend of mine last autumn and she told me that she'd started the physio course at Salford um, about five minutes into that conversation, I just knew that I had to follow that up. I spent a lot of time researching the profession, looking at different universities, just chatting it through people I knew. Um, I also shadowed a physio, and that's how I realised that this role was, was for me. I think you said about um, your exercise or your sport and exercise background and then working in a care home, I think you find that there'll be a lot of students who'll go initially into physio having either done a degree in that or or worked in a care home as well. Mm -hmm. Do you think having those um, backgrounds has helped you to settle more in the first year than maybe someone who's just come out of A-levels? Oh yeah, definitely. Um, just being comfortable with approaching a person that you don't really know and asking them if you can touch around their hip area or whatever the um, the task is that it's just flows so much easier and you're just so much more comfortable than if you you know you've never done that before perhaps. yeah I think definitely with with the care home environment and the, more recently with um, people who maybe would never have worked in a care home getting thrust into due to COVID those uncomfortable situations like toileting and, and things like mm -hmm. that um or something that maybe quite a lot of students don't get the experience of doing on placement because they either get put into something like orthopedics or there's children's therapy, whether it's NHS or then it's a more sports based and they don't really get that exposure until maybe they're a band five. So actually getting that opportunity prior to starting physio is, is such a real steady grounding, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. Especially when it came to the mandatory training we had the other day of manual handling, using slide sheets, talking about using um, um, just ways of getting people in and out of chairs. It, you know, it's some people they've never come across that sort of thing before. So it's it's good to have done something or at least been sort of witness to some of that. Yeah, definitely. So delving a bit deeper into settling in the university, how have how have the guys at Salford um helped your whole year group and, and maybe you more specifically with settling in the university life i'll have to say salford's been amazing they really have uh, from the moment of the interview 
um, we were able to ask whatever questions we wanted. We had a group meeting before anybody was interviewed, so everybody felt more at ease. Um, we also set up a WhatsApp group back then, so we could ask each other all sorts of things like what accommodation people were booking, how to fill in the forms, funding forms, how to open a student bank account, all sorts of things. So for those just finishing their A-levels, it really helped them in those early stages. Obviously, I'd been through that kind of process before. Um, there are also official things from the uni too, like campus tours and webinars about various aspects of student life. Um, yeah, and our lecturers set up a meeting um, back around March time to go over the programme in more detail. It gave us opportunity to ask questions. And so by the time the results day came for those that have done the Ray levels, and um, people really had a clear idea of what to expect from Salford. Uh, we also have uh, Dr Stuart Porter, he's the first year manager, and he really made a great effort to make everyone feel part of the team before we even started. He set, up, he set us up in groups early so we could get to know each other before starting. He sent out a list of all the students with all our photographs on so we knew what each other looked like. And he ran a 10 day physio anatomy related quiz via email so that really got us chatting in the WhatsApp group. And we had a detailed plan of our induction week um, with the first day being online. So I think it really must have helped uh, first day nurse for, for most people, even including me, you know, it's it was a bit of a nerve wracking thing meeting 85 people. <laughs> so um, all that really, really helped. And he told us that if we needed anything, we could just text him or he could meet us on campus, just really open and approachable. Um, all of the physio lecturers are great. Um, you know that they want you to succeed and they're always reassuring you and supporting you where they can. And there's such a mix of personalities and teaching styles and experiences across the whole team. And that really enriches this program. I think um, the beauty of this episode is that hopefully um, lecturers at other universities can sort of hear the different experiences from, from initially having me, Connor and Brad, and then yourself and then Sahiba. And they're almost between being different universities and different time periods, everyone's had a slightly different experience. Um, and I think whenever we spoke to you a couple of weeks ago and, and you had said that to us, we had come away thinking that was above above and beyond any expectation a first year student should have prior going into, into first year because we had almost thought that, you know, your freshers week, if you like, was going to be such a breeze because you didn't have to go through that sort of awkward experience of introducing yourself to everyone and um, trying to remember the name of lecturers, knowing where classrooms are. You've already had that before you started. So it's almost yeah. like first week starts and then it's you know straight into business. Yeah, um, whereas like we had said with our experience, we um we were quite lucky in that myself, Connor and Brad had created a group chat based off of meeting each other. Um, at interviews and um, experience days so that whenever we started we had already sort of formed a group if you like but there were plenty of students who were going in from whether they were international students students from different parts of of England coming to a city like Bradford that they've never been to before and that settling in period is an awful lot more difficult without having established those connections so I think the things like the quiz that you'd said yeah um doing the um whatsapp group chats are, are a brilliant idea and hopefully some some universities hearing this can can take some of those ideas on board yeah that's good with regards to you being a mature student and you've got current responsibilities in terms of your children how have you found um that sort of transition um and also how have the university assisted in, in you being a mature student 
Okay, well, the friend that I originally spoke to about the course, she's also a parent. So I had a really good idea of how I could make it work uh, based on what she said. Um, Salford are really understanding and inclusive of the university and there's never been an issue with, um, you know, if there's been an issue with a timetable or, you know, something's not worked for me, I've never felt disadvantaged, you know, they just work with you to, to do that. Um, and if, you if you're considering becoming a ma mature student, I definitely ask for some contacts of the current mature students and just have a chat with them and, and work through how it may work for you. And I suppose in a, in a classroom where you've got loads of students who have come out of air levels, you're, especially physio now, there seems to be quite a, quite a few mature students. Um, how, how do you think the other students in your class who are mature students are, are finding it? From, from what I understand, everybody's just really enjoying the course. Um, everybody brings different things to it uh, with their own experiences that they have and their situations. Um, we've got a mixture of when we say mature it's basically anybody above sort of 21 really yeah and <laughs> uh, so we've got a few guys in their 20s who have you know haven't started families yet um maybe still living at home right up to people in their 40s some of us have got children some of us haven't so there's, there's quite a mix and from what I understand everybody's you know doing really well and it's not impacting in a negative way it, it's more of a positive thing that we're just bringing other things to to the course um, the, the other thing I was going to ask was, how has COVID impacted this year for, for you guys, if it's impacted it at all? Um, well, of, of, co of course it has. Um, I definitely say that um, that it has. I mean, I prefer face-to-face. -face. I learn a lot better that way. And obviously physio is a very visual hands-on course anyway. Um, but we've only had one full day of online lectures each week. And then we have two full days on campus for practicals and tutorials. So lots of opportunities to ask questions and check understanding from those online sessions. And then we also have two days directed study at home. So I've had time to keep on top of things. And I've also been able to be flexible around the family too. I think you had said to us that you felt that you definitely benefited from having um, the off-campus days in terms of, of getting things done at home. And that's almost an aspect of learning that maybe wasn't considered prior to COVID and um, yeah. like you said everyone sort of wanted um face-to-face -face practical learning but mm -hmm. other people or some people have those other responsibilities where that makes um being in person slightly more challenging us there's an alternative way that we can still get people like yourself a really good um you can still get the message across in terms of what you're teaching through online without yeah. being detrimental to to other things that are going on you know you've got a system there that, that fits everyone don't you yeah sure and for me it means that i can with that flexibility um i can just fit things in how it suits me and still keep on top of my learning of course i've got to be sort of disciplined and very well organized to do that but as a mature person i am anyway if that makes any sense yeah. so um you know i don't get many lions <laughs> with children um you know so it's just sort of get up and get on with things really in our house so yeah so uh, I suppose going forward then, obviously very early days, um, being a, a baby physio, as we would call it in Bradford, what is there any sort of particular area that you've got an interest in that you think you'd maybe like to go into? Or is there anything you've looked at so far that has sort of sparked you and kind of thought, hmm, I could, I could end up in this area? 
Uh, well, my only experience, uh, not just on the course, I mean, personally, in terms of having to see a physio myself, has been MSK. Um, so I'm really looking forward to learning about respiratory and neuro. I'm really interested in the nervous system. I enjoy working with kids as well, and I've obviously got a background in that. So maybe paediatrics. Um, but I'm also passionate about women's health, particularly around pre, peri and postnatal. Mm -hmm. Um, having been through three pregnancies and births, you come to realise that although it is natural, it's a massive impact on your body and possibly life changing for some people. And we just don't educate and equip young women enough to prepare for it physically or mentally. We could just do so much better currently. And I don't think it's good enough what we have in place at the moment. So, you know, I do feel quite passionate and strongly about that. So maybe that's a route I could go down. And I'm, I'm going to poke and prod you a wee bit with that. Do you think <laughs> in terms of women's women's health is there anything that you've seen whether it's sort of literature or sort of more generally speaking that you think hmm, that that's an area that could be improved and have you got any suggestions I think largely it's the impact of pregnancy and childbirth on the body you know on the on the MSK uh, system in terms of what the body goes through and how it recovers from that you know and um we don't all just spring back the way we were before and how can we help women go through that process confidently knowing what they're going to face and how they're going to manage afterwards it's a bit it's almost like we don't want to talk about it because just we just want you to go through it don't talk about it and you know hopefully you'll come out all right at the other end and it's it's just not good enough um you know we don't want to scare ladies into into the process of, of giving birth or anything like that but we have to go in with our eyes open and talk about the stuff that happens to you afterwards, you know, particularly around pelvic floor. I personally had lower back problems. Um, there's, there's all sorts of things that flare up from, from that process that just need more discussion, more awareness, particularly amongst male physios too, um, so that we can support women through, through what is an amazing thing. Is that something that you think should be started, that sort of, process should be started at university or do you think that's so at the moment it's quite sort of post-grad focused do you think that should be should be incorporated from from the very start yeah definitely I mean half the population are female so um most likely the the, the women that you're going to come across will have been through that process at some point and whatever you're treating them for may have been impacted by by that process so yeah definitely yeah no I think you've definitely got a point there and it's it's something that we've we've spoken about uh, at university as well um sort of in, in small groups that it's it's a relatively taboo area um especially for for men and you don't see too many men going into that area and that may be down to the fact that they, they don't go through the experience of it so that they don't have the emotional attachment that comes afterwards in terms of things like pelvic floor and um, problems with incontinence and, and things sure. like that but <clears throat> I, I definitely agree with you that there's there's an area and there's space for it to to be incorporated into into undergrad programs the the last question I wanted to ask you before we move on to the the three questions was is there any advice you would give to people who are thinking about um, going into physio but are mature students is there any sort of um, things that they should be aware of when applying or um, sort of things that they might be almost afraid of that would prevent them from going into that that you can maybe offer some reassurance that it's it's not the it's not it's not the worst thing in the world in terms of mm -hmm. um, I think some people are afraid of going back to uni or, or going to uni at a particular age 
yeah sure well definitely research uh, do your research on on the role um both nhs and private and um, speak to as many professionals as you can um, speak to current mature students definitely that that will make a massive difference for you um, and when you look back on what you have done even if you don't think it's much just you'll be able to pull out and draw from those experiences the qualities that you need to be a physio you know a, you know as such as compassion um, if you've got children that is just a thing that we have to be and um, problem solving um, and just be ready to learn something new I mean I don't I don't know whether there's a top age limit that the university would say no you're too old to do this I, I don't know that but um, I've personally still got plenty of life left in me to, to give and um, I'm sure there's plenty of people out there that are just thinking about it and it is a scary jump um, but it's just sitting down and going through you know even your finances you have to go through that to, is it going to work how much of an impact will that have um, have you got space to learn and set time aside and just go through all those practical things and you know for most people you, you'll be able to do all of those things um but definitely speaking to other mature students and staff at the university that you know are in charge of those programs would be a first port of call i think uh, that's really really good advice because i think the the best advice you can get in those situations is just hear it from someone who's gone through it you know the university can tell you one thing um other sort of younger students can tell you their experience but unless you actually hear it from someone who, who's going through it you know I would never have considered things like the finances that that are behind it and sort of other responsibilities so that that's that's really good thanks for that the scariest thing for me was knowing that I'd have to be partly undressed in front of 18 year olds <laughs> <laughs> yeah but it's not been that bad at all it's been yeah. absolutely fine we're all we're, it's a great bunch of people there so you know there's, there's, that was that's probably something that would cross yeah. a mature person's mind but there's absolutely no issues with that yeah. at all good stuff so the the three questions that we ask everyone and um, we're going to ask yourself and Sahiba in this episode as well so the first one is um what would you say the three most important behaviors or traits are for a physiotherapist in your experience and why I think I've already talked about them definitely compassionate um, and be a good problem solver you know we're using our analytical skills to to work things out um, and rule things out and rule things in um, and just be ready to learn something new I mean once you qualify I mean how far along you, the journey you are is you know it's minuscule isn't it yeah. I mean, you only really start learning once once you get out there doing the job and there's um, yeah there's there's always something new to learn just be open to that um, yeah and what would you say excites you the most about the future of physiotherapy? I think it's just the vast array of opportunities across both the NHS and the private sector. Um, and because it is an evidence-based um, role, new research is happening all the time. So it's always moving and changing in some way. So that just brings a fresh freshness to it continually. I think, yeah, I would definitely agree with you there in, in terms of the research. Um, you know, even from when we whenever I was in first year what the research was then to what the research is now in the space of three years has taken such a leap um you know the fact that we're going to be the next cohort that are going to be be a part of that is is definitely something that's really exciting yeah and um, the final question then is taking whatever way you want to take it and um, 
It's are you satisfied? Well, I absolutely love the course. Um, and I'm really enjoying being on campus with the rest of the guys who are we're all so supportive of each other. Um, I can't wait to go on my first placement in January and, and put things into practice. Um, but what's really great actually is that they chose me to be a physio. And as much as I wanted to do it, I had a little niggle of why, why would they choose me? You know, partly yeah. because I am a mature student. Um, but I can now see that all my teaching skills and my desire to learn and my compassion for other people, even my sales experience from my small business I was running, they're all needed for this role and they saw that in me. So, yeah, but I can't say I'm excited about the exams after Christmas, <laughs> <laughs> but I know that I've got the support, you know, to succeed. So it, it's all good. <laughs> good stuff. And again, thank, you know, thanks for taking the time out to, to come on the podcast. And I think there's definitely people out there who who'll be listening to this and and some of the advice that you've given around being a mature student that they'll see real value in that so so thanks for coming on no problem that's great thank you so Sahiba welcome to the podcast hi so we'll get straight into it in this episode we'll cover three main areas getting into university university life so far and future plans and advice I just wanted to go back to the start a little bit and hear about your experience of getting into university so what was it like completing A-levels as one of the various methods of getting into university? Um, so yeah, I went through sixth form and um, did A-levels, sociology, psychology and sports. Um, and I think when doing A-levels, you have to really pick like the, you have to pick the right one for your career. And I did pick sports, which sort of, it gave me um, like a good, strong foundation for anatomy of the human body, which I think was insanely useful when doing physios a course so I think it was great and I did enjoy it but you have to be really careful with A-levels and to pick, make sure you pick the right one for your course. Yeah, and obviously the workload is 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 quite big um, how did you find that? Um, I actually managed it really well because I was really organised at the time and stuff so um, it does help with um, uni work because you do have to be organised yourself and sort of get on with the stuff that because no one's going to chase up on you and, and make sure you do it. So you just need to make sure you're organised and you get it done and you don't have to worry about it. So I think A-levels really did prepare me for that. Yeah, I suppose that's one of the main aspects, isn't it? The, the organisation of, of A, making you being organised doing A-levels is um, really transferable to university. So... Um, why did you choose physiotherapy as your course of study um, and were there any other courses that you you considered? Um, well, I always knew I wanted to be a physio as a kid. So I guess I sort of just made it my end goal throughout studying um, and to make sure that I ended up getting on the course. And um, But I did consider courses like nursing just because it was sort of similar and I, I knew I wanted to um, like work in like a hospital setting um, and to work with like just the wide range of, of public, not just a specific sort of group. Um, so yeah, I did, I did consider nursing and also um, sports, exercise and therapy, which is sort of just insanely similar to physio anyways. So yeah, just similar courses to be fair. And so what, what swayed you to go for physio over nursing then? Obviously, they are they are similar, but they do definitely have their differences. Yeah, I think I was... Um, nursing is, I think it's more... It's got more of a range. 
and it wouldn't just be on like movement um and sort of like oh god it, it, it wouldn't just be focusing on um like getting people back to the normal range of movement and um getting them back to sort of walking properly and I think I was more uh, wanting to do something with rehabilitation rather than just general care of people so that's why I sort of picked physio. Yeah I think um, I've heard somewhere before that the difference between nursing and physio one a nurse um, tends to do things for a patient and a physio en enables a patient to do the things that they yeah. want to do to you, make them more independent and sort of get them back on their own feet rather than you know sort of caring for them more. yeah so perhaps maybe it was because you'd rather um help enable a patient rather than do something for them yeah for long term rather than short term and did you uh, would you say you come from a, a sporting background um as a reason why you picked physio or um i did like sports to be fair i was i was really competitive and I used to, I never really got into like a specific sports team, but I would always like play um, like basketball on the weekends or join like after school clubs, which is a bit nerdy, but I just, I, I, really, I just really loved sports in general. So I think that sort of, yeah, helped push me towards physio. Right. And then when it came to selecting the university, um, how did you end up selecting Bradford? I know we've talked a little bit when we talked previously about your selection of university and how um, life's impacted that so I just wanted to know going into that a bit more what, what were your thoughts? Um, well I did have obviously caring responsibilities and stuff so I was planning on moving out before um, but because I did end up having caring responsibilities and um, with my job workplace being based in Bradford as well I did have to consider a place that was more towards my needs um, and was that was more suitable for me because obviously I did want to I was focusing on somewhere that I would be able to commute to um, but that wouldn't sort of completely ruin my schedule as well so it did have to be somewhere nearby and I think Bradford was a really good place of physio so I just picked Bradford. Yeah, I guess that's something that as a first year or as anyone going to university is it's, it's really important to, to, to note that even people that are coming out of, of A-levels and going into university, some of them still have, you know, working responsibility or caring responsibility, which then can impact the, the choices that you make to, to the universities that you go to. Yeah, and I think um, what a lot of people tend to do is... Um... They'd rather have like this, I think a lot of people just want to move away because that's what everyone else is doing. But you just need to make sure whatever you're doing will be good for you rather than for everyone else. Yeah, definitely. I think that's really good advice, actually. Um, so now we just wanted to move on to your, your university life so far. So obviously you, you got into university, you got into Bradford, you got onto the, the BSc course. So whenever you sp we spoke before, you shared with us your, your very real experience of what it's like to be a carer for your father and this is a massive responsibility in itself so how do you manage uh, to balance both being a carer and being a, a physio student? Um, I think just by being really organised like I keep talking about organisation but like you I don't think anyone will understand how important it is um, but 
yeah, it's just about um, making sure that that whenever I care for my dad, like, um, because he does have a lot of appointments, like he ha- he has his own schedule that I need to keep in mind uh, for his appointments um, with eyes and auditory and everything else. Um, so I, I just need to be more organised, make sure it doesn't clash with my uni schedule either. So just, again, just being really organised with the boards and it helps me with having spare time as well. Which I think if I wasn't organised, I wouldn't have been able to have. I think it's really inspiring to hear um, at such a young age, you know, how you're managing to balance your own schedule and then someone else's schedule at the same time whilst doing a university course. Um, It's it's really impressive. Um, So what do you think specifically about about the course? What do you think has been uh, good about the course so far? Um, I'd say how, like... Oh my god, I keep talking about organization, but like it is very organized and really um yeah, it is just that and it's very um like I think it helps with especially first year students, um, just to get in the hang of things. Like um it has its own sort of like with Canvas, Bradford Uni has its own canvas and um where it has all the um, all the practicals and all the sessions and every week that it has on. So if you do miss, if you are unwell. Um, at some point um, you can always just go back to it and sort of um, just catch up on it really quick I like how organized it is as well so if it's just really easy for especially first years to manage because it is like the whole uni thing is new to you um, so it helps sort of settle in as well properly. And then on the conversely what do you think could be improved about the course? Um, I think easing first-year students in a little bit, but um, giving them more time to answer, ask questions about certain things that they're having to struggle with, giving them more support, I think, a bit more um, with assignments and, yeah, formative assignments as well. Great. And then we know it's early on in your studies, but I just wondered, where do you see yourself working as a physio and, and what are your future plans? Um, well, I do want to work into the NHS. That's I've always knew, known. Knew. Um, and sort of, yeah, that's, that is my plan so far. So as soon as I hopefully graduate um, and I can just, I'm hoping to get a job in the NHS um, where I can just be a band five physio at some point as well. Right. And then do you have any sort of um aspirations beyond that do you do you see yourself as being someone who goes up up the bands maybe six seven eight eight cb maybe yeah throughout the years i'm hoping um and just to become more experienced with with physio i'm probably probably also doing some like research into it um like into areas that i'm interested in um at some point as well Right, and then what advice from your experience would you give to other students for any of the things that you've experienced up until this point? So obviously students that haven't got in yet or have just got into university might be listening to this. What what things would you say to them? Um, I think if they're thinking about getting into a physio course, I'd strongly recommend them to get work experience in some sport of either if it's fitness classes, um, in a hospital setting, 
anything or also anything with like where they are interacting with um, a wide range of people like the public um, I think that would help massively for when they um, it helped their, their obviously application massively into getting onto a course I think for people that have just joined I'd just say um, and I think especially with first years not to be nervous or even if they are nervous um, I think just to let them know that literally everyone is in the same boat but I'd also recommend them to even though they are nervous just to engage a lot um, because they will meet so many new more people and it'll be so easy to make friends um, because I think in physio is just a course where you will talk to everybody um, because you are obviously doing practicals with each other um, and getting to know each other's like body types and different range of bodies and stuff um, but yeah just to get engaged and talk to different people and it'll just it'll, it'll be a proper fun part of the uni life I think. Yeah I think two solid pieces of advice there to get work experience and to be confident and kind of don't hold back when you arrive at university because it won't be long before you know everyone in the room and yeah you know physio the nature of the course you, you very quickly get to know all the people all the people that are on your course and if there's any societies and stuff like that I'd strongly recommend them to join because um you might just know your own yeah but if you do join a society or any clubs or sporting activities or anything like that you'll get to know people in the second third year and I think they'd give you advice that like will help you loads like massively so yeah that as well so just coming off the back of what you mentioned about the work experience how was I can't remember whether you said that you did your work experience through COVID but I just wondered how uh, and if you did do it through COVID how did that impact you getting work experience obviously contacting people to to get yours and maybe just give people listening insight into what work experience you got to then be able to get into the course at Bradford um to be fair mine didn't really clash with Covid um but I think even with the Covid type I think it'd be really valuable valuable to get themselves into um work experience in maybe like um a clinic or um, any sort of GP area or a hospital saying any, anything to do with that. Um, because even though there is that COVID factor there, it it help um, with the application just to, it give you, it, it, it help them to see how well you coped with the COVID thing. So even though, even though there's other limitations to um, like working with others how well you sort of adapted to it um and especially with um and they'd see how well you managed with um like covid and ppe i think it is yeah, yeah. um they i think that would be great for them and for um admissions for for them to see how um because obviously it is a healthcare setting i don't i'm not sure if i'm explaining this right but it is um like you are a healthcare professional and you will end up dealing with viruses and um, your patients will have viruses or infections and stuff like that that you need to take extra precautions to. So um, it helped for admissions to see how well you dealt with the COVID virus. Yeah, and I think we've talked about before how 
um, PPEs impacts uh, communication, especially with having a mask over your face and you know facial expression and things like that. Obviously, getting work experience in an environment where you're going to need to wear a mask. Obviously, we we wear a mask pretty much everywhere now, but that the ability to communicate with a mask is is quite an important mm -hmm. thing, and you're definitely yeah. going to need it uh, in the physio world and especially in the NHS, like you've mentioned as well. So, yeah, I think that's good advice. So, um, moving on to part four. Um, this is the part where we ask three questions um, and we ask this every episode just to kind of compare people's answers. Um, so it'd be interesting to get a student perspective on this. So what would you say the three most important behaviours or traits for a physiotherapist are in your experience and why? Um, I think communication skills, massively. Um, you're always going to be, you're going to, oh God, how do I explain it? Like you will need to be able to give informed consent in any sort of scenario before you do anything that's even got to like anything practical or you will have to be able to tell your patients or even with the course like you'll have to practice um how communicative you are how well you sort of um say to your patients or oh, these are the benefits and these are the risks to whatever we're trying to do um also like informed consent with touching them before you even do anything um i think also um the ability to work in a team whether it's on the course whether it's in the nhs setting you will have to sort of communicate with either other physios um or if it's in an nhs setting maybe with like I don't know, nurses, um, what are they called? Oh God, <laughs> surgeons or anybody. Um, Cause the energy is setting like it's, it might be different professions, but you all have to work with each other to make sure you sort of get the right information across about the patient, what you think is wrong. And that, I think that's really important just to make sure the patient gets like good quality of care as well. Um, and yeah, organisation skills as well. Not even within the course, because I've talked about that loads, but even in the initial setting, like I'm pretty sure you only get like 20, 30 minutes to access a, a patient and to get along with their treatment. So I think with 20 minutes, you've got to be really organised and structured and to make sure like, oh, within this amount of time, I've got to assess what's wrong with them and then get onto their treatment plan and stuff. Yeah, I think um, the ones that you've mentioned, so communication, teamwork and, and organisation are definitely um, important behaviours and traits for a physiotherapist. And we've, we've seen those being mentioned many a time in the other episodes as, as they just are important things to have. So moving on to the question, question two of the three questions, what excites you the most about the future of physiotherapy? And I appreciate it's quite a... Um, Difficult question for a first year physio probably to answer at this point, but give it a go. Um, yeah, I am like a baby physio right now. And um, I think I am excited as I, there are certain obviously topics that do really, that I am really interested in like NMSKP. But um, I think as I go along within the, within the course, I'll definitely have a topic or sub, um, a topic in physio that I, I would be really interested in and sort of want to learn more about and do more research on with myself yeah 
Yeah, and I'm sure it won't be long before you you find what your special interest is uh, amongst physios. You go through the years and you go through the, the different modules. So, yeah, I'm sure it won't be long before you'll be able to answer that question in, in great detail, like some of the other more experienced physios have done in some of the episodes that we've recorded. And then in the final question is, uh, are you satisfied? So this can be um, taken in any way you want. It's meant to be an open type question. There's no specific way to answer it. I think personally, I am very satisfied with the course. I think within myself, um, I've had, I'd say I've got good support from the lecturers. They are very sort of good with the students. Um, they teach really well. Um, like the canvas thing that they've got going on for the students as well um yeah just how organized and structured it is and the sort of quality of teaching that they give I'm very impressed and satisfied with as well yeah you're flying the flag for the University of Bradford really well <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> come to Bradford it's really good recommend it Right. So I just wanted to say on behalf of all of us, um, thank you very much for uh, joining us for this episode. It's been great to have you on and fascinating to listen to you. Yeah, that's, thank you. <laughs>